0: Oh, no, it's a trick.
1: Brennan. And I'm Sergio.
0: And don't think it, don't say it, don't think it don't say it. Oh shoot, I'm gonna say it. This is Scream One O One Podcast. Welcome back.
1: Okay, that was good, Brennan. That was good. You got me going there. Thank you, I did. I really confused you. I you did. I really was <laughs> confused as to what was going on. Were you horrified? Um that'd be a little melodramatic for me to say, but I think it was it was frightening. Okay, great. Um frightening is like a
0: lower level than horrified. Okay. If you couldn't tell, this is our extra credit review of the Bye Bye Man an original horror film directed by a woman so uh
1: I feel real bad about what we're about to say about it to translate for our spanish speaking viewers it's called the adiós adiós man in spanish <laughs> or hombre the yeah. adiós adiós hombre
0: adiós adiós hombre <laughs> Yeah okay here's the plot of the bye bye man which we will be spoiling in our discussion people commit unthinkable acts every day Time and again, we grapple to understand what drives a person to do such terrible things. Is this like a Nietzsche essay? (laughs) But what if all the questions we're asking are wrong? What if the cause of all evil is not a matter of what, but who? When three college friends... I can't get through this. When three (laughs) college friends stumble upon the horrific origins of the bye-bye man, they discover that there is only one way to avoid his curse. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it.
1: Does it literally say that? It just says it once. Oh.
0: But once the bye bye man gets inside your head, he takes control. Is there a way to survive his possession? So uh, were they
1: possessed? I mean, I guess they were haunted. I don't know if they were possessed.
0: That's the thing here. The both
1: the trailers
0: and this synopsis synopsis um, attribute a lot of theme to this story, and also really outline the plot in a very specific way that the movie never does. Mm-hmm. Because the only reason I understood what was happening in the movie is that I had seen the trailer and I was like, oh, you can't think it or say it because then he gets stronger. And they just kind of like – they never figure it out. They just kind of keep insisting that it's true. But there's no, like, process of them learning about it. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. Like, there's – because we do get one of those terrific scenes where he Googles something. He literally types the bye-bye man into Google and has zero results Uh so – Clearly this film hasn't come out because that crap is all over all my online ads right now. Uh-huh.
1: I don't know if it's um Google or no, lit- like a JSTOR type thing.
0: The what he was searching on? Uh-huh. It was literally called search with a capital okay. S. Okay. It, was it was great. It was the best generic search engine. Okay. <laughs> it's oh man. <laughs> it's this is a movie. Actually, I don't think I can call it that.
1: It I'm, was a movie. I'm not
0: sure it counts as a movie. It's not
1: cinema. It's a popcorn flick. I don't think it is. Okay, it scared the kids in the theater that we were with. Okay,
0: yeah, it was. It was kind of an embarrassing theatrical experience because Sergio and I went uh, late at night after I officiated a wedding. That Sergio yeah, he attended, did that.
1: He really officiated a wedding. I, I was did. there. I have a video if you want to see clips of it. Yeah,
0: congratulations, Kyla and Bilal. They're married forever now. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that wedding, we went to the Bye Bye Man and. It's not as exciting as a wedding. Let me tell you that. No. But we saw it in a theater with like maybe at a at a reasonable estimate, 3,000 like, 3, junior high kids because mm-hmm. it's a new PG-13 horror movie. It was pretty fun actually like getting to see like the young eyes watching this terrible movie and like tr- kind of experiencing it from their perspective because like when I was a kid, I would have watched this kind of thing and been like, oh man, I'm so scared. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, no way. But well, you're no
1: longer as easily phased as you've seen, hundreds of horror films.
0: That's true, but also this movie is just the sludge from the bottom of the barrel. Like it's there's not even a barrel here. It's it didn't even get put in the barrel in the first place.
1: Okay, I'll admit that it was bad, but it was a it was popcorn flick. It was fun. I'm gonna stand by and give it and say it was fun. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, we're getting very distracted,
0: but we review movies based on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality on a scale of one to five. So, Sergio, how many screams would you give the Bye Bye Man for scariness?
1: I gave it two. Okay. And that number was... It did
0: make you jump once.
1: It did, um, and that was just because of jump scares. Like, yeah. That's it. That's the only reason it has it. I'm not saying the scares were anything new, although I did find the um, that weird window shield. That, like, not window shield. Um, the glass that he was like looking through when yeah, it was th- shot. There was like a reflection of him appearing in the glass of a shop uh-huh. window. He was um, he was looking at his friends uh, and through the reflection of this glass mirror in a shop window, um, he was spying on them. And then all of a sudden, like you see that like the bye bye man appears and like a gunshot goes through it or something.
0: Yeah, it's strange. Let's let's explain a little bit about the bye-bye man and like okay. what he represents as much as we can because I know literally nothing don't about him. Okay. I think he represents anything.
1: He's just uh, haunting. No, like his deal. Okay. Like
0: um basically once you find out his name, his ridiculous terrible name, yeah. <laughs> um he kind of can start to have control over you and he gives you visions of things that aren't there. Yeah. And he kind of drives you crazy and he doesn't seem to have any like clear motive for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's very
1: Michael Myers-y, I would say. I don't know,
0: because, like, he just drives people crazy until they kill each other and themselves to either, like, either out of madness or in an effort to prevent them from telling other people his name and, like, spreading his influence. Mm -hmm. And the more you say it out loud and the more you think about him, like, the stronger he gets and the more he can affect you. Mm -hmm. And that's why people are chanting, like, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, because it's, like, a mantra to keep them from thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, so that's the thing. It's it's trying to be this modern update of, like, Candyman. I was going to say the Boogeyman. Yeah, like the Bloody Mary thing where, like, the name has the power to conjure this being. And I, I think it's trying to kind of be on a Nightmare on Elm Street tack where it's, like, the battlefield is in your own mind. And, like, lit, because the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street is that the horror comes when you're asleep and that's something you can't avoid falling into. Mm-hmm. And this is another kind of... twist on that idea where it's like if the simple
1: thought that you've had that you utter the name like yeah you're
0: forever touched by it like look if i told you not to think of elephants right now you're gonna think of elephants no matter how hard you try right in there that like worm of an idea is in your brain you're right yeah or like in sex in the city too when charlotte thinks that her husband is sleeping with the nanny she can't stop thinking about it because she's annoying and terrible you know, everyone's Charlotte favorite movie. was the movie. best
1: character out of that group. Okay.
0: Well, that's really not saying much. That is damning with faint as praise. Okay, that movie was terrible. You liked the first one. It was okay. It Didn't is? deserve to be two and a half hours long. We're still we're, we're talking about the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I'm I'm also gonna give it two out of five screams. I'm not feel I don't feel super comfortable with this, but I think literally the only thing this movie had to offer was some semblance of jump scares and. Mm-hmm. Um, the by My man was played by doug jones who was in pan's labyrinth he played the fawn and the the evil like dude with the eyeballs in his hands mm-hmm. and doug jones is great um i love him being creepy and there were some jump scares where i was like oh i jumped it's not like it's 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 sugar it's saccharine horror more mm-hmm. than it is like horror that you'll think about days later mm-hmm. but it got me once or twice i'll give it that Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For being fair to the Bye Bye Man. I can be generous. I'm about to not be very fair. <laughs> During I the haven't been, rating? Uh, uh No, I'll be fair. Mm,
1: I don't. Uh, it was very
0: campy. It was. I'm struggling with this one. What's, I gave what's it your three? Score?
1: I gave it three for camps. Three perms. Three camps. Um, they don't go camping in this one. They don't. But in honor of Friday the Thirteenth, I will give it three camps. Okay. We did. Um, we watched it on Friday the Thirteenth, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um. There were some scenes that were silly. Um, that's true. I thought the first one that really jumped out to me was um, when you're looking at wallpaper for whatever reason. And all of oh, a sudden, yeah. you see a little dog head turn over and look at you. And you're like, hi, little dog. How's it going? Yeah, because the
0: bye-bye the man has like a dog that's like his friend, I guess, It's never
1: explained. They're like,
0: first no. you see the There's hound. There's no lore behind the
1: bye-bye man. Like, we don't get a backstory, and I kind of appreciate that. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't make him scary because they're... Well,
0: there's a weird amount of, uh like, uh, ways that... Sorry, my... That's the, my stomach. No, the, the dog is growling under the table. But there are weird ways that he manifests that don't make any sense. They're not, like, tied in with his personality. Like, he has a dog who's, like, his little ghost dog friend that looks like a lava dog. And yeah. it's the... Maybe the worst CGI of the year that already. That also
1: tunes in with my camping is because that dog was obviously bad. It was the ugliest thing I've ever that seen. That was knowingly bad. Like, there was nobody who saw that movie and was like, this dog is great. Look at it go. Yeah. I'm so frightened.
0: It literally looked like a St. Bernard made out of lava, but also. It looked more like a Rottweiler. Yeah, but it was just terrible. Like, just skinned. Yeah,
1: so he has this dog, and they're like, first you see the hound. And it's like, no, that. Do you think your dog is, like, mourning the fact oh that Oh, my we're... God. Yeah, Scout, shut up. She's mourning the fact that we're trash talking dogs.
0: Yeah, probably. But um Oh my god. <laughs> Scout, are you okay? Um, so we got this dog and we got these like fifty cent coins that he's just like throwing around like he's the candyman or something. Uh-huh. And what does any of this
1: have to do with anything? None of it's scary and It's not scary. It's just um it keeps you wanting to learn more, I guess, because you're like, why is this coin continuously falling out of this? This little, I don't know, it it, wasn't a little desk. It was a nightstand nightstand? that had the Bye Bye Man scribbled inside it. mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening? Um, Why is this dog poking its head out when a little girl pokes her head in? Um,
0: Well, the thing is, I, I that did it didn't provoke that kind of reaction in me at all. I mean, I it was more like, what? Why is any of this here? Like, how does it relate to the Bye Bye Man? We never learn any of this. mm -hmm. And the thing is, I don't need to learn the origin of the Bye Bye Man. But I need to know why he's carrying around all these fifty cent pieces like he's my grandfather. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because what is happening here?
1: That's a good point to make, I guess. Um, I liked the weird little fringe elements like that. I would say uh, yeah, they that, added flavor. At least there was something. Uh huh. They were something. They like for me, what they worked towards was I wanted to learn more about him. Like why does he, why is he like your grandfather carrying around just fifty cent pieces? Um, what's the story behind that? And even though we never get the answer to that, I was like, okay, it's fine. We got, like, the solution, which in the end is all you really need. You don't need, like, a 10-minute backstory about some kid going to the college library, like, figuring out, like, his origins that, you know, he was burned horribly by his neighbor. Yeah, he was just no. like, bye-bye, man, as, like, <laughs> he was burning.
0: No, yeah, no, I don't need that either, but I needed anything. Like, I needed a set of rules that defined anything about this character. Mm -hmm. I understand that it's, it's supposed to be like a mind trip movie. So those parts of it, like what's real and what's not, they're going to be like trying to mess with you. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. But like, what are the rules that govern, like how this character acts or why he has fifty cent pieces? They mm-hmm. don't even say the Bye Bye Man on mm-hmm. them, or have like little. I mean, I, if they were like Bye Bye Man tokens where you could okay. like use them at Chuck E. Cheese okay. or something, okay. yeah. are they, they're just not themed to him at all. Okay. They're just kind of there, and you never see him holding them. They're just kind of like exploding out of other things when he's yeah. around. Like may, like I wish I had that. This feels like a King Midas power. Like mm-hmm. it feels unrelated. Just things turn into coins when he's there. Mm-hmm. I don't. Never mind. I'm giving it three out of five perms for campiness. Because some of the visions...
1: The scene! That, that yeah, scene!
0: There are... Like, because he's having people hallucinate, and their visions are the silliest CGI PG-13 garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, carrie Ann Moss, who is slumming it in this
1: movie... She needed a paycheck, okay? Like, Christmas was coming, and she needed to buy uh-huh. presents for the kids.
0: But she plays this, like, uh, cop who's investigating everything. And she's... Both super incompetent because she just lets the murder suspect go and lets him murder a whole bunch of other people. And then at the end, she's like, something more is going on here. And then she never actually finds out about the bye-bye man.
1: Um, Well, she gets like, you know. She almost does. uh Because he's muttering something to her. Yeah. He's being carted away. Although, I don't know what kind of paramedic is like. This horrible burned man needs to really tell you something right now. Like. I, don't know. I was bothered by that scene. I know,
0: like let's take him to the hospital. She can get in the ambulance and uh-huh. listen to him. yeah, um, but anyway, so there's a scene where she's like grilling the the three friends. It's uh this super bland white dude and his girlfriend mm-hmm. and then uh Lucian Laviscount from Scream Queens who I don't know why he was on that show because he had like two lines. Mm-hmm. and I don't think he even died. He was just kind of like always he was basically a glorified extra in that. So I'm glad he got a lead role in something. Uh-huh. He's very attractive. He is very attractive. He took a shirt off a whole bunch. Um for good reason. He's working with some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was playing the like uh the Lothario character who beds women all the time or whatever. Uh-huh. Did so you say bends? beds. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure some of them are bendy. Uh-huh. But so they're talking to this cop and he has like a an, a vision, a hallucination of her winking at him. So he like here's just the exact layup of shots. It's Karianne Moss winking, Lucien Laviscount winks back. Carrie and Moss is going, what? <laughs> like just kind of squinting at him. Yeah. And then it cuts to his friends just also squinting at him, like what? Why? Are, why is everybody winking here? Yeah, it's the most hilarious thing. Mm-hmm. It was actually really amusing. I and it feels like it could have been partially on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I will give the Bible Man that. It
1: was on purpose. There's no way it wasn't. No,
0: that scene was on purpose, but I don't know if it was supposed to be funny.
1: It was supposed to be funny. Okay, it was. It got me. It was good. That was the best scene in the movie, hands down. Yeah.
0: And the editing sequence reminded me of the Rocky Horror Picture Show when um, Brad and Dr. Scott discover that Janet is, like, hiding in the tub with Rocky, and it's like, Brad, Dr. Scott, Janet, Brad, Rocky, <laughs> and it just, like, goes through that over yeah, and over yeah. again. Yeah, I got that feel, too. Yeah, that editing is just so, like, sp- so specific and so mm. staccato. It's kind of, like, pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked a lot of the terrible visions. Like, there's a part – also talking about slumming it, Faye Dunaway is in this movie. Faye Dunaway? Um, she plays the old lady who's the – What else has w- she, done? Well, she was in Bonnie and Clyde, she was in Chinatown. She okay. was a big actress in the seventies. She
1: was the old woman?
0: Yeah, she was the old woman with all the with that's plastic so surgery uh, that's her. Yeah. That's her,
1: her tagline. The old woman.
0: Yeah. She she was like the widow of one of the guys that investigating I think was the
1: last name of no, Scarborough's like a politician. Redman? Or something. It was Redman. Yeah, Redman, there you go.
0: Um, this reporter who who like uncover was investigating the Bye Bye Man and got like possessed by him or whatever mm-hmm. and killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but she survived because he never told her. Oh, we're gonna get distracted again because her scenes are all glorious. Like, no disrespect to Faye Dunaway, she gives a totally fine mm-hmm. performance with her plastic surgery face. Mm-hmm. Um, but her, cause she plays the linchay role mm-hmm. where she's the old woman who's gonna help you figure out how to kill the demon or whatever um and she literally hands the kid a gun and she's like kill your friends and kill yourself that's the only way Uh (laughs) uh-huh which is just well this movie is pretty dark actually like it doesn't sorry you can what no no keep going it doesn't properly tackle its subject matter but like if you really think about it it's like no everything in this movie is really like too dark for a pg-13 movie like there's I was
1: surprised with, I guess, the level of gun violence between yeah. the kids.
0: Yeah, and there's the implication that um, a middle-aged man shoots, like, a teen girl in the face. Like, you don't see it because it's PG-13. There's no blood. Mm-hmm. But it's really dark, mm-hmm. but not well done mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were we going to say? I think that's
1: a good foray into our effects. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. I just wrote down a little note to correct myself later. Oh, okay. Um, um, I
0: did want to say one more thing about Faye Dunaway. Um, there's a hallucination sequence where she's stoking the fire and then she just lights up like a torch. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Also, because there's no way. Like, I'm sure Faye Dunaway flipped the script and she just like crossed that part out with a Sharpie. And it was the most obvious, like, fake CGI Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. This movie, though. CGI. Let's talk about it.
1: CGI and effects. It was bad. One
0: out of five Lava Dogs? I
1: gave it two. Um, I gave it one. You gave it two. I guess that's being overly generous. Um... But oh uh, yeah, I'll just give it the one. I'm gonna mark it down on one. Oh, I didn't um, mean to influence you. But well, the other reason that I gave it to was because of the good makeup. I thought that the Bye Bye Man himself had. Yeah, I no, he, he was, was he was a solid design. Uh huh. I thought he was freaky enough that I was like, I don't think I've ever seen an image like this, a man so horribly disfigured. Because he was very like Lord Voldemort, Voldemort-y, but without yeah, he was like CGI, pale and covered in scars and. I mean, it feels like he's been burned and also, like, dried out, like a prune or something.
0: Yeah. No, okay, you know what? I, I respect the two out of five if you want to mm-hmm. stick to that. Okay. Like
1: cause I'm somewhere in the middle then. Like, I know we don't do .5s or whatever, but I'm somewhere in the middle between those okay. two. Um, like, I did think that there was terrible blood. Yes. There was terrible blood, and there was if, also no blood. there was
0: it. yeah. There, what was there? What little that was there was uh-huh. not solid.
1: Like, you saw him literally... Uh, shotgunning people in the opening scene and then there was like no blood or no effects. You just see the bodies in the corner and I was like, eh, you're going to do this, commit to it. Um, but I guess they do need that PG-13 rating to get a theater full of kids in there. It worked. Yeah, it did. Um, and then the effects, just the worst effect. We've already mentioned it, but I'm just going to bring it back. Um, Little Doggy. Oh, poor Lava Dog.
0: He was just disgusting looking. Mm-hmm. He, well, it looked like, I think it was supposed to be maybe like a ghost dog with all its flesh ripped off or mm-hmm. something. But it just looked like, like there were parts where it was like supposedly eating the corpses of people. But mm-hmm. it was clearly, it, it looked like a graphic from like the Myst computer game. Like it was chomping on. I don't think
1: anybody understands that reference. Matt will. Um, okay.
0: But it was, like, chomping on this body, and it was so clearly, like, in a different dimension, like, a different plane of existence mm-hmm. than this body. Like, it looks so 2D next to mm-hmm. the body, and it's like, your mouth's nowhere near that thing.
1: Yeah. One of the worst scenes with the dog is, like, there. he's in bed, and, you know, his chick is resting on his, like, chest or whatever, uh-huh. and then he looks into the little door, um, and then he just sees two, like... Like, glowing eyes. Is, yeah. it looks like something i would do with my level of expertise with photoshop like just two little cutouts of yellow eyes on a black paint yeah exactly like it's so bad and i was like oh god this movie just i mean like they know they're bad but, but whatever that was my point on on the dog and it's it's effects
0: yeah all right it's time for our final uh judgments on this movie What's your quality score, Sergio?
1: My quality score was two. Okay,
0: two out of five, unlucky stars. Uh-huh.
1: And like when I said earlier, I completely stand by. Um, I thought this was a popcorn flick, and I thought it was fun. Um, you know, we had a, like a really long, I wouldn't say stressful day, but it was certainly um, you know, eventful, eventful, like from sun up to sundown. Like we were, we were up and at em. Uh and like this was a great way to unwind and not take anything seriously. Yeah. Um
0: I don't know like yeah, sorry. Did you have anything to no, add to that No, that was
1: that like just at that point it mm. was fun not to take something seriously and to just enjoy it
0: yeah I, I respect that like I don't this is a very weird balance for me because I don't regret having seen the film because like I like watching bad movies. Mm-hmm. but it's it's not one that I'll ever revisit. It's not mm-hmm. a troll too. It's not that marvelously bad type of movie. Mm-hmm. It's just so singularly thoroughly awful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it one out of five unlucky stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think literally from the title on down, Every aspect of this movie works in tandem to form this just like complete hailstorm of terribleness. Mm-hmm. Like um, the acting was just horrendous.
1: Oh, oh yeah. That one chick. Yeah. Um, the, Sasha's character. The
0: main girl, Sasha, Um, she vanishes from the film for like 35 minutes. Yeah. And that is a She's goddamn a blessing because her entire acting, it's like she took... Way too many antihistamines. It's just like Elliot, where are you? Oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> and she, I have no. She literally doesn't even have a headshot on IMDb. Really? Yeah. So I, you're curious as to how she got this position? Yeah, I don't know how she got here. She might. She's. She has to be the niece of someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other actors are not great, but like they were. C- they were okay. Yeah. Um, I just feel like. Lucian Laviscount, who I like, and he should be in every movie taking his shirt off, mm-hmm. um, but he was working really hard to swallow his British accent mm-hmm. that he has, mm-hmm. um, and so he's hitting his
1: American mm-hmm. words real hard. Uh-huh. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought the brother was pretty good. Um Oh yeah, there was an older brother. I'm gonna while you're talking, I'm gonna look up who played him. Okay. Yeah, I thought the older brother was okay. Uh, I felt for his character. I felt like it weirdly gave the movie like an emotional touch to it that didn't need to be there because that just doesn't need to be there in a horror movie where you're pining for this man who's lost both his parents and now his brother and saw his brother like spoiler alert shoot himself through a window.
0: Yeah, it's super dark and his seven year old
1: daughter is with him. Uh huh. Like that's crazy. Okay. That, like bringing up the daughter he was the worst parent though oh yeah he was like um clear they're at a college party it because it's you know they have a new house and they're throwing mm-hmm. like a kegger and the brother's like let me bring my seven-year-old daughter to this room of drunk young adults who make terrible decisions
0: yeah that's insane um but yeah and also he sees his brother about to shoot himself in the face and his daughter's like i gotta pee and he's just like go into the woods yeah and anyway, okay, that actor is Michael Trucco, who's in seven episodes of How I Met Your Mother, but he was also in Hush. He played uh, the Hush. The no, husher? no. Um, he played like this kind of jockey boyfriend of the neighbor who stops by at one point, okay. and is like a potential savior for our, our deaf heroine. Okay. So that's where I recognized him from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that whole element mm-hmm. just—it—it it was that thing of that weird, ki- almost unintentional darkness to the subject matter mm-hmm. of this movie that it was in no way good enough to mm-hmm. m- justify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the acting was terrible. The camera work. the I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was the aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about that film nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I was constantly way too close to every there actor. There was
1: this one really weird shot. I don't remember it, but I remember pointing it out to you in the movie theater. I was like, why are we looking at this? Oh, yeah. There, was it was it? a
0: trend. He, he was talking to his girlfriend in the kitchen and they were trading some of the worst banter I've ever heard that it was just incomprehensible because it's like this movie took... it. It's so clearly trying to mimic a screenplay, mm-hmm. but all of the lines in it you can tell what they're trying to do it's like oh this is them joking and flirting but like their words just make no sense it's like dr seuss or mm-hmm. lewis carroll or something but so they're talking in the kitchen and they cuts to a shot of the kid reflected in like a pan or something or like something. Or yeah, something I think it was reflective. his face was reflected in the pan. Yeah. And it just holds on that shot for like six or
1: seven seconds. which yeah. Feels like an eternity. And then it just cuts to the next scene. And I was like, why is this shot even here? Like, I forgot about I gonna that. See, am I going to see the bye-bye man lurking behind him? Like, am I going to see something moving? No, I didn't see anything like that. It was just a mm-hmm. terrible, just a terrible shot to include. Yeah. And more evidence of, oh, my God. The runtime? Um. Oh
0: yeah, the runtime. An hour and fifty minutes for the Bye Bye Man. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. If I had known that going in, I would maybe not have gone. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's more evidence to
1: why the editing is terrible. Also, what was the deal with the train? Oh yeah. Uh. That was never explained. And the numbers on the train, I kept feeling like that was gonna like, because it had really specific numbers. I think it was like four two six one or something like that. Yeah, four two o oh, one. Or... I And it started with four and ended with one. Um. I was like, what's the deal with this train?
0: In the first act, the movie keeps cutting away to this train and people are having nightmares about the train. Someone does get hit by a train
1: at one Uh point. Actually, fun fact, three of our leads get hit by a train as they are standing butt naked on a railroad in some incomprehensible dream sequence. It was pretty hot. It was hot, but I mean, like, why are they naked on a train rack facing away from the train?
0: Yeah, and the train, like... The, the train does hit this fort, like this psychic girl who they accidentally get entangled with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel like a culmination of all those premonitions. Mm-hmm. It just feels like one more piece of, like it's just one more thing about the Bye Bye Man. It's like he just likes trains, I guess. So mm-hmm. he puts a lot of like train whistles into your uh-huh. head. You're
1: trying to bring back the train, you know, situation going on. Start yeah. using that as a viable form of public transportation. I have no idea. Like
0: this movie is incomprehensible. Mm -hmm. The script makes no sense. It, like, literally, like I, like I was saying, it's just trying to do things, and it's so obvious. Like maybe they cut that out. This must be a studio hash job. Mm -hmm. There must have been reshoots at the Wazoo. They cut stuff. Something, Mm -hmm. because it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, and then at the very end, um, there's supposed there. There's one – there's a scare gag and a reversal that could have worked, but the script is so I bad. Thought I thought
1: – like, you're talking about the final scene, right? Where with with the girl driving away.
0: um, Because, like, if you – well, if you learn the name of the Bye-Bye Man, he can get to you. Mm-hmm. And so when the little girl was going off to pee – Oh, I actually key, liked
1: that. But, like – um, I will tell you why fully more later. Go ahead. Sorry okay. for interrupting.
0: No, that's fine. No, I'm just saying I like the idea. This could have been a great scene. Mm-hmm. But so the older brother's driving away, I guess he called the cops. I don't know why he leaves the scene of this crime where his brother killed himself, but also why he only shows up to his brother's house in the middle of the night with mm-hmm. his daughter. Like what the hell?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyway, sorry. I just keep getting distracted because there's so it's there's such an expansive wasteland. Yeah. Of movie to talk about uh-huh. but anyway so they're driving away and the girl's like oh when i went to go pee i found this creepy nightstand and there was a, these two coins inside uh-huh. and there was writing inside and he's like what the writing say and you're like oh no the writing said the bye-bye man and she's gonna learn the bye-bye man and he's gonna come kill them and she's like silly dad i couldn't read in the dark do you yeah. think i'm a flashlight uh-huh. and i was like oh my god i want to punch myself this movie's almost over and it threw out one of its worst lines uh-huh.
1: it was a terrible line but I liked the fact that it didn't continue on cause so that, often like, we he, get
0: they didn't doom the daughter
1: uh-huh. we, we get that fake out like oh he's behind like our new heroes and this is gonna be the sequel or whatever um, because that's where I totally saw um, the librarian character going I didn't think we were gonna see her die and also kill her children
0: I don't it's so there's
1: I don't what does the Bible Bye man do and I I liked. Sorry, I'm um, not to. No, just like your that's question. so
0: important. I have no idea what this thing is, or why I should be afraid of. Not even mm-hmm. what it is, but like what it does. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad.
1: I just like the fact that they didn't have that fake out. Um, yes, because that's where I saw her character going. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like that scene,
0: in theory, like as a structural part of this type of movie, that was cool. Uh mm-hmm. huh. But just its execution was not. I don't want. I.
1: Mm, we really do like rake this movie across the coals. We really did. Like,
0: do I recommend people go see it?
1: I say, yeah. Maybe. I say have fun.
0: Like, it's kind of fun if you go with the direct intention of mockery. But other than that, it's just such a thoroughly just it's not even generic. It's mm-hmm. just
1: not good. <laughs> I say go and have fun. That's fair. I say like go during like a midnight showing or something, or you know you got off work, it's a discount day or something, and go with a friend, go with the intention to have fun and like not take it seriously. Yeah. A couple drinks before. Yeah, I sh- yeah, you got it. You gotta have something. Mm-hmm. It was. It was uh, uh, if you want to contact
0: us. You can find us on Twitter at scream One Hundred and One Pod. That's it.
1: That's what we're really off on is you dying of exhaustion. Yeah,
0: I'm. I can't carry on with this. Okay. Find us on Facebook at Screen One Hundred and One okay, Podcast. Okay, hold on,
1: hold on no, 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 Sorry for interrupting. Earlier, I was confused about the name of the reporter. His name was Redmond, right? Or uh-huh, something. Redmond. I said Scarborough. Uh huh. That is wrong. Joe. I was thinking of Joe Scarborough, who is um, host of Morning Joe on MSNBC. Who is a former representative of Florida's first district. I don't know why so I said Scarborough. I'm just correcting in the in case I become a senator and that I show that I fix my facts when they're wrong. So go ahead, Brennan. You can find us on iTunes at Scream One O One Podcast. You can vote for me in the US Senate in two thousand and thirty four. Okay. Uh subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh so
0: Sergio can put that on his resume to be senator. Yeah. <laughs> that could be your like the the platform you run your campaign on. Like look at all these five star reviews I got. Yeah.
1: A five-star senator for a five-star California.
0: Oh my God! Okay, so bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. Stay gold. Good luck on your journey.
1: And I'm only joking about running for senate.
0: Whatever. Do we want? Okay. I'm about to be a Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brennan.
1: Is that how we start off?
0: Just let me do this. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house.
1: Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't
0: go in there!
1: Buckets of blood and human excrement?
0: Bore upon me.
1: Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle. Let me them um... And radical hairstyles.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Then you should check out the Gore podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill.
0: Oh.
1: You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out CupholderRadio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.